I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Guys, we're coming in hot on the Ozone today. <laughs> little off-camera discussion where the Icons refuses to give Peyton Manning credit for his abilities in the NFL. Now, I am no crazy Peyton Manning fan myself, yeah, although he does watch ballers, which I appreciate. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. He gave him the tea. Like, when you walked in, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest. We'll introduce him in a minute. Like, when you walked in and T just went crazy yeah, yeah. and he started to cry. Uh-huh. So Peyton Manning does when he sees anyone from the ballers cast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here, live in Koreatown, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, as usual, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons, with a Z on social media. And we have a very, very special guest, family in the Ozone. He's back once again to display his knowledge and his non-support for 45. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, from Disney stuck in the middle, Mr. Joni Evans. Hey, 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 hey. No, and the fans go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I got coming in hot. So, anyways, just, you know, you got headphones. You're not gonna listen to this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what are these things? <laughs> we call these cans in the industry. <laughs> so, coming in, we're coming in on a discussion where we're talking about Brad Stevens and his ability to neutralize. Ben Simmons, and in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron James and company. But, uh, you know, we're saying that potentially he's Popovich-ian mm. or Belichick, Belichick-ian Boo. in the sense of taking out of your uh, J-E-T-S, <laughs> Jets, 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 <laughs> in, in a way of taking out your, your main player. And, uh, you know, and then the icons decided to say, yeah, that was kind of like Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl. Big difference that I saw there is that Peyton Manning is out right now shining his ring. I saw him. He was in the parking lot, actually. He, was shining. he follows me sometimes. He's a ballish. <laughs> and uh, you just won't give this guy credit. Why would you give him credit for, yeah. for Because the Super he Bowl? lobbied to get the rules changed in the NFL. I came, first I came and, front on that. Yeah, first and foremost. And not only that, he didn't really do anything in the Super Bowl. They could have let Brock Osweiler play, and That's Brock true. Osweiler would have done just as much, or if not better. If you, you're Just like about- he did in, in uh, Texas? No, but when he but he's the one who got Denver to where they were in the Super Bowl, and then they decided to take him out. Not all the way. He Peyton Manning was hurt. He was hurt for about he, four or five games, and Brock Osweiler came for, and stood for games. And and Brock Osweiler, that's when everybody thought he was going to be the real deal. And, well, he probably could have been if they wouldn't uh, smash all his hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Peyton Manning wasn't a huge part of that that Super Bowling team, but his career is ridiculous, and he should have won a couple more Super Bowls in there. And Why? Just, the, because he because he, because he's Peyton Manning. Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. Does that take anything away from Dan Marino? No, nope. I don't think so. But Dan Marino so. never lobbied the league to change the rules about passing about. About defense. Well, at least he's changing rules fairly as opposed to changing them by cheating. Oh! Who cheated? Who records practices? Who, who uh, deflects Hey, they, they didn't say that that was illegal at the time. That's why he did it. Oh, so I'm not, I'm not a crazy Patriot fan like that either because I believe that, you know, they've changed the rule for Tom Brady as well, you know, about hitting the quarterback. You've yeah. got these guys coming in full speed, full speed and then they have to stop on a dime so they don't want to have to touch him. Huh? It's Unbelievable. Which yeah. has to put more torque on their own personal yes. league ligaments <laughs> as opposed yes. to putting the pressure on the, the quarterback's ligaments. And if Tom Brady ever gets touched, he turns around and cusses the ref out and says, look at this. Good, he's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> there you go. It explains everything. Oh, so what about us, all of us uh, not so handsome people? That's, that's, that's our problem. Jody. That's our problem. Yes, folks, that's our problem. <laughs> At home sometimes with my girl. Sometimes she touches me. I look for the ref. And I, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's never there. It's weird. One time he was there. It was really weird. <laughs> she, said it, she said it was the ref anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have on a uniform, but I was like, all right. Uh, anyways... Um, yeah, guys. So we got that was that was just our that wasn't even the intro. That was just coming in hot. But uh, we had a lot of sports action going down this past weekend and this past week since we since we since we've left you. And uh, we also have something just hot off the press. Breaking news. Ooh. Did you guys see this thing? Uh, the Supreme Court strikes down the sports betting. Oh ball? yeah. Now no. we can gamble anywhere you want to. This is a what big deal. Oh, I I didn't think that's what they. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Damn I it. thought I thought they said it. I thought they went the other way. No. Okay, so they struck down. Here it is. The Supreme Court struck down a federal law that prohibits sports gambling Monday, which is today, in a landmark decision that gives states the go ahead to legalize betting on sports. The court okay. ruled six to three to strike down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, a nineteen two a nineteen ninety two law that barred state authorized sports gambling with some exceptions. It made uh, Nevada Nevada the only state where you could wager on the results of a single game. States that want to offer legal sports betting may now do so. And New Jersey is the front runner. They're ready to go. Delaware, Mississippi, New York, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia are among the states expected to get into the legal bookmaking game quickly. Hmm. Now that is interesting. And let's hear what the court wrote in its opinion last piece, which is Congress can regulate sports gambling directly. But if it elects not to do so, each state is free to act on its own. Our job is to interpret the law Congress has enacted and decide whether it is consistent with the Constitution. PASPA is not. That's very interesting because that can change a lot about the entire country, to be honest. Yeah. Right. And now uh, I think the MLB or in it, uh, NBA, they're talking about trying to get 1% of all of the gambling that goes oh, wow. on with their sport, which is crazy revenue. But are they going to share with the players? No, of course not. <laughs> I mean, what Now – what gives them the right to say we now we want some of that money? That, that, that doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah. So somebody opens a private business, the NBA is like, yeah, we're going to take some. of We that. need some yeah. of that because well, we're providing the yeah. the thing the you're service, betting right? on, yeah. Yeah. which is ridiculous. But I tell you what else it's going to do. Personally, I think it's going to make a lot of these places pop off now. Places like say a. Uh, a Louisiana, like say in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy working down in New Orleans, and one of the reasons is because they have casinos. But you can't sports gamble in their mm-hmm. casinos. It's kind of like how on the uh, Indian reservations you can't have the, um, you know, you can't play craps and right. this and the other. They have a certain amount mm-hmm. of games you can play and can't play. I think stuff like that. I remember when I was working down in Florida, in Miami, they did that billion-dollar renovation of the Fountain Blue Hotel and turned it into a full-blown resort mm-hmm. down on South Beach. And those were the rumors the whole time was that, hey, we're going to make Miami Beach, Las Vegas south. And eventually we're going to get gambling in here and you just watch. Otherwise, how do you justify a billion-dollar spend on a hotel? How can you get that money back? A billion dollars? Yeah. And gambling is a way you can get it back immediately. Gambling does, you know, it, they, they do their numbers. Right. How Sex did, and gambling do their numbers. How did Nevada get that anyway? And it how had did to they be, get everybody right? – how did they get the government to be like, no, just Nevada? That had to be some serious lobbying that yeah. went on from a from an illegal, corrupt perspective yeah. from the mafia. Gangster time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's gangster time. <laughs> hey. I didn't know you would announce it was gangster time. <laughs> Ugh, let's get it. <laughs> 
oh, you meant Vegas. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that it is. That is a that that's a good that's point. Crazy. Yeah, uh, the story behind that, I'm sure, would be very disappointing. If a little we budgie saw, action, huh? Yeah, I think I think it was. But even so, then how come New York or Chicago or New Jersey? I mean, you know, you'd think. I think it was the fact that it was in the middle of the nowhere uh, right. kind of area, and they had a very very small population at the yeah. time, and you know, it, which made it inconvenient, if you will. The gamblers had the foresight to know that people have no problem with inconvenience when it comes to being able to gamble, yeah. which is unfortunate yeah. because, honestly, when uh, when we were doing 8 Mile in Detroit, when you would go into the casinos that are there, it was not helping society yeah. by any yeah. means. Yeah. You yeah. you would see people there not having a good no. time. You see people there addicted. Yeah. And, unfortunately, we, we tend to give in to our vices, especially Americans. We yeah. have, you know, I don't think discipline is our strongest uh, attribute. But, but uh, you know, in, in that situation, when people are gambling, a lot of times they're gambling for the competition of it all. Or some people put sure. their last monies on it because they yeah. need to pay their rent. Yeah, you know, it usually yeah, works out. Usually works out well. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? <laughs> you win some, you lose some. It's a gamble. <laughs> it is a gamble, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a, even the, even I went to Vegas recently. It's even you know you go for a good time, but then there's a certain amount. Like if it's not. The weekend between like 7 p.m. and 2 a.m., it's any other time. It's kind of sad. And this is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about this being everywhere. Yeah. But potentially you'll have to – this is interesting because what they're saying is is that the states have to vote on that. So yeah, the state right. – you know what I mean? And that, that, that handful of states are the ones that they think will, will – That are looking to yeah. jump in right yeah. away. Yeah. The American Gaming Association estimates that Americans illegally wager about $150 billion on sports each year. This is going to put a serious hurting on the bookies. Yeah, and Vegas. Yeah, and Vegas I would think and Vegas. Yeah. But see, you know what? Vegas is actually ahead of the curve. One thing that they're doing that's really smart is Vegas decided that they wanted to uh, come resort town. They went with what happens in Vegas. It became less and less about the gambling and yeah. more and more about the experience. Yeah, Even man. though you know gamblers go to Vegas to gamble, which the, I would imagine the worldwide capital of gambling. Yeah, I was extremely disappointed when I went to Monte Carlo the first time. No kidding. Oh man, and I was like, ah man, I'm in Vegas, Europe, and you weren't. Yeah, that was not the same experience at all. What I'd grown accustomed to. So I, I really, uh, I don't know. I find that it's an interesting situation. I don't know what's going to happen with that. That's funny. I never thought of that. That Vegas does is more of just like a party town now, as opposed to oh, gambling they've town. They've changed yeah. their image. Yeah. They've successfully yeah. they rebranded. Changed. Yeah. They rebranded the shows, everything, the uh, food, the rest, rest restaurants. Family yeah. friendly now. Yeah. You remember? I don't know if you guys came over from the East Coast, mm-hmm. but from here, <laughs> our father used to drive us out to Vegas, and like <laughs> he'll tuck you in the circus circus, uh-huh. and he's going to go do adult stuff. Yeah. We'll meet back at the buffet. Yeah, yeah. you go to the you go yeah. to the you go here's to a the, couple bucks. Here's a couple bucks. Go play the uh, the, the the arcade games. The circus circus is beautiful. <laughs> As a kid, it was. Yeah, As a kid, it was awesome. going on. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was the circus came to town. Yeah. yeah. Then they yeah. opened Excalibur, which was like a circus circus. You know, a little bit farther north on the strip or south on the strip, whichever direction it is. Uh, and then West, I think. And then now it's all about everything. Yeah. It's actually a beautiful place to go. You can Best go. Rest, you, the restaurants are ridiculous. Insane. Ridiculous. I've gone to Vegas a few times and not bet a dollar on anything, yeah. which is unheard of for yep. me. Yeah, yep. that is unheard yep. of. Yeah. Yeah. We would we would go we would go in New York. We'd go to Atlantic City, and Atlantic right. City was disgusting. But, but uh, that's because your man was running it. That's that's right. He sure was. <laughs> and my she dad know. would leave us in the. There would be an arcade in the hotel. It's the same so thing. This is what this is what Circus Circus was, but none of the adults actually wanted to gamble at the the kids' spot. Yeah, because right. Vegas was right. smoky and grimy right. and like. 
sexually exploitative with the with the drink girls and this yeah. that and the other and, and everybody wanted to be around that not it's around you know not around some kids <laughs> throwing a dart at a balloon <laughs> good times <laughs> yeah, but, then, but 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 my pops will slide you a c note and be like you spread this around yeah. i gotta go so yeah. i gotta go do yeah. something <laughs> 23 hours later he'd come back and you did something he did he, something he did something and you're full of cotton candy <laughs> Yeah, man. Wow. Yeah, but I, that's that's going to be interesting to see. I, I kind of liken it to how states have legalized the marijuana game, mm-hmm. like, you know, in, yeah. in certain spots. Even though I think marijuana has more benefits than gambling, um, it is. it remains to be seen if the classification of something being illegal has more to do with the, the government not being able to figure out how to properly tax it and get of their course. cut. Or if it's actually better for the greater good of society. Mm. Because they try to sell it like it's the latter, and usually I do believe it's the former. You can't argue if, if alcohol is legal, then why, why should you marijuana be legal? You cannot argue. No, alcohol it's, it's not is, as, it's it's not very as bad. It's not nearly as bad as alcohol. Mm, I completely so, agree. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Wow. Well, going to be interesting to see when I can place a wager down the street <laughs> at Vons. <laughs> 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 yeah, so will, will it be like OTBs? Like they'll be. You know, it's got to be like OTBs. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, you see him in London, and you see him in what's in OTBs? Like, Off track betting. It was. Oh, it was, it was it just the East Coast thing. It's the East Coast thing. Yeah, we, we go we never had OTB. We oh, go never had OTB. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I heard of ODB. Yeah. There's gonna be there's gonna be ODBs all over. And there are actually strangely enough, he's gonna be all over. I like it raw. I wish. Yeah, baby, he like it raw. <laughs> yeah, uh, so we got a lot to cover. Uh, which way you guys want to go? You guys want to go with the with the combat sports? You guys want to go with Major League Baseball? There's action all over the place, ladies. And I gentlemen. say we close it down with baseball. Okay, let's close I it love down. Closing it down with a. So let's let's jump into um, let's jump into what was a very exciting weekend in combat sports. A really really exciting weekend. Now you watch the UFC I, fights. I do. I do. And I'm glad you guys are, you guys are warming up a lot, huh? Well, well, not really. I didn't no? see him, but oh, I but okay. I keep okay. but I keep up with them. It was great fights, and I did see great Chris Cyborg live in person the other day, uh, and uh, and 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 she was there to goad this uh, uh, boxing champion to fight her. Oh, yeah, this Cecilia Breckhouse. We went to the I went to the Gennady Golovkin fight down in Carson, uh-huh. and the fight before that was the first women's televised fight on uh, HBO. That's right, and it was a championship right. bout. It was a good fight, and it was a real. It was a it was a great fight actually. The yeah. champ got dropped and got up and got busy. And this is a terrible thing to say nowadays, I understand. But the champ is gorgeous. Yeah. She was well, beautiful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Cecilia Breckhouse looks like a, a like a beautiful. I mean, wow. I, hey, there's a lot of lot of good beautiful women fighters. A lot, a lot of beautiful, beautiful women fighters. fighters. Yeah. You ever see Rose Namajunas? The, 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 she's like a straw weight UFC champ. She's no. a shaved head. She's beautiful. Absolutely. But she'd be a model if she wasn't a fighter. There you go. This yeah. is the same thing with this Cecilia. Uh she's really good looking. And she um she uh and you know what? There's a lot of good-looking fighters in general now when yeah. I think about it. A lot of good-looking boxers now, which yeah. is just evidence that people don't box the right people. <laughs> but uh, but there's a um, – yeah, one thing that one thing that happened that, with that situation is that Cyborg was there trying to get her to fight her mm-hmm. for the championship because she's thinking about leaving the UFC because there's more dough, especially if it's starting to get televised on HBO uh-huh. and so on and so forth. It's going to be more dough. Now let me ask you this. Is Eddie Hearns trying to tap into that market as well? Okay, this is what we have to cover. Have you seen this deal that Eddie Hearn talked about? No. This announcement. Let me see if I can find... So Cyborg wants to box her? Cyborg wants to box her. Uh, see, that's a mistake. I mean, whatever, uh, after, whatever gets After you what paid, I, guess. I saw on the thing, it, it, will not be a, uh, it will not be a mistake for Cyborg. Yeah, she think, yeah. No. 
Yeah, she's got good enough hands for a boxer. And she's the thing is with the women, the thing that I've noticed it's lacking usually is power. Mm-hmm. Oh, she and has power, that's for sure. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that Cecilia had a tendency to get touched. And yeah. that's not going to work. She got dropped in that fight and got staggered, I think, three times and got dropped once. But she came back. She's got the heart of the champion. Yeah. So it, it was pretty impressive. So Eddie Hearn, uh, the British. The old backup catcher for the Mets. <laughs> Yeah, you remember him. He got it. He got into something new. <laughs> Play with first base. That is hilarious. So, so Eddie Hearn, the uh, the the British promoter who now promotes Anthony Joshua mm-hmm. amongst other guys. I think he also promotes uh, Kell Brook and some of the other Brits. Mm-hmm. And he announced an insane thing with Matchroom with the kind of money that boxing, uh, most sports, but definitely boxing, has never seen. All right, so outside of the cheesy acronym of a, of a company, it's called DAZN, D-A-Z-N, but you're supposed to pronounce it DAZN. Why wouldn't you? Well, exactly. <laughs> so this is what he plans to do. Uh, he, he announced plans to expand matchroom boxing's influence in the United States market with a 16-bill yearly program beamed across America via digital television. It's going to start in September. And he's planning for 12 traditional championship fight nights and four absolute jam busters, mate. So what they're saying is is that it's uh, reported the agreements for eight years with DAZN and who's been hailed as the Netflix of sport. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, he says that he has a billion dollars behind him. And let's hear him say it directly. Obviously, over the last few months and years, we've performed DAZN to make this possible. And now we're here. You know, a new era for boxing. I believe the zone will be the home of boxing for U.S. fight fans. A lot of work to do. 16 shows in the U.S. Of course, 16 shows from the U.K. as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we've got a long history with Perform um, across many different territories, across many different sports. We were looking for a broadcaster in the U.S. who would give us a huge number of dates, um, a big arsenal of money for rights fees, also the ability to mould a show and the production how we want to. We consider ourselves as fans. So really we see this as the home of boxing, built by fans, for the fans. Perform's been a digital leader in sport for 10 years, but it's all really now about the success of the zone. We launched it in Asia, we launched it in Europe. It's, it's been you know, well beyond our wildest dreams in terms of success rates, number of subs coming in. But the US is the biggest market for OTT. There's already 220 million OTT subscriptions in the US and there's only 110 million households. So sooner or later we had to launch in America. It's significant because it, it is it is DAZN coming to America, and America's the biggest OTT market in the world, and it's, t- it's time for us to arrive. So basically what he's saying is, is you can subscribe monthly, mm-hmm. and in the subscription, there's no uh, you don't have to, to sign a long contract. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch one this month, or if you see the slate and you say, oh, yeah, I need that. And what he's doing is, is he's openly trying to poach everybody. He wants to poach Wilder. From oh, so he he's getting fighters to fight for DAZN. He's not just saying we're going to broadcast this. Fight. That's it. And he says, "Look, huh. we got a billion dollars behind us. The money is there, and the dates are there, and the distribution will be there. No longer." He had another longer video where he's talking about, "Hey, no longer are uh, will you have to worry about the champions actually fighting who they're supposed to. No longer do you have to worry about things going the way that they're supposed to go." Because these are the matchups that people want to see. We have the money to get guys to fight, and we know that the United States wants to see these fights. Let's set it up. Sign with Matchroom and DAZN. 
Now, what I'm wondering is that's not collusion by any standard or anything? You can just go and poach somebody else's fighter like that? Well, they have, the contract's got to be up at some point. That's the, right? well, this what, is the thing, and this is what just happened with Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua's contract was up with Showtime mm-hmm. after this last fight with Joseph Parker mm-hmm. with the unification belt. And so now Anthony Joshua's a free agent. Yeah. So this could be yeah, but Wilder's a very not. lucrative thing. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, just yeah, by yeah. saying, We're I want to sign your yeah, yeah, want- No, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, and you can't do that with with like with in uh, with with sports free agents, right? You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't. With, normally, with free agents and whatnot, you can't just can't start talking. Yeah, until, you can't start talking. You know, Magic's been fined a few times for saying stuff like that. But I guess since there's no sanction and right. literally, literally no yeah. union or anything, you can do whatever you want to. Yeah. Wow. And herein lies the thing. This is what guys are talking about. Guys are talking about same thing we've been talking about in the ozone forever. Why don't any combat sports have a union? It's it's absurd. I know. I know. It yeah. it makes sure that that an old boxer has to pass the torch. Yeah. <laughs> because he's yeah. gonna run out of money eventually. Yeah. And already the numbers are inflated in the sense that they never actually get that number that you see them Right. You know, the, the, they get twenty million. No, the the purse is twenty million. Well, they don't actually get mm-hmm. that. I remember when I did that picture with John Leguizamo, the you come to find those guys are most of the actual fighters are getting Twenty percent of the right. of that purse, whatever that stated purse is, right. most of them. That's why you see guys that's before now, taxes. No, that's every, that's, after, after, that's yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. They get twenty <laughs> percent. Actually, yes, after taxes, they're paying somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? <laughs> no, no, no. They're getting twenty percent. What they're doing now, you see the fighters and Lennox Lewis was a pioneer in this. What they're doing now is they're starting their own promotional companies, mm-hmm. and in that, they're getting you know they're getting their money. But this is this will break up this this whole thing with the stables, mm-hmm. you know, because you yeah. can't see this guy fight because he's on Showtime and HBO's got right. this guy. And so it's so here's here's my uh, I'll be devil's advocate here. So so what happened in mixed martial arts? What however many years ago it was with Pride Fighting and UFC when UFC just went crazy and bought everything and everybody was so excited because we were going to see all the fights and we saw all the fights. We saw Mirko Krokop come here and fight all the heavyweights here. We saw Shogun Hua come over here and fight right. everybody and it was great. But then, now what we see, here's what I see with the problem, with, and I love MMA, is now it's just UFC. So you have UFC who used to just be where once you were, once you were established, you came as a great fighter to the UFC. Right. And then people wanted to see the fights. Now what I'm seeing a lot with UFC is that now they have to, now they have to build a lot of young fighters up. And there's no room for that in the UFC, I don't think. So there's too many shows now. Mm-hmm. And right. Too They're many like shows. every weekend. Yeah. 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 And now you're seeing guys who have fought five or six times in the UFC. You never used to see that. Right. They would be like, oh, I can't right. wait till that guy gets to the UFC, that champion in that other, divi- uh, in that other uh, d- uh, promotion comes here and fights. I can't wait till he comes here and used to dream about these fights and it made it more exciting. Now it's just – now the, and then, and then, the market is flooded. And you got fights. Saying. And it was a great fight. But you got fights like Leona Machida versus Vitor Belfort. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, which was a great fight. But it's like none of those guys are relevant. Neither of those guys are really relevant anymore. And he looked great. He looked great. Yeah, but he looked great against him. Exactly. That's the, that's the whole point. Yeah. It was a smart matchup for the UFC itself. Yeah. But against a younger stud, who knows what he's going to look like. Right. And then you have uh, – and then that, that under that same vein, this is, this is how they keep control. Mm-hmm. You know, and shout out to Czech Congo, the big homie Czech Congo, uh, put it down in Bellator yeah. in the first round. A lot of guys are going to Bellator, which is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need competition. It's yeah. very healthy to have the competition. Mm. I really think that uh, this is this is the most important. And I also, what else I also think is important is you see the WBC is is actually finally putting some uh, putting some pressure on Canelo to enroll in the uh, in the testing. What's even worse than that is it seems like he's fighting it. Man. That is even worse than that. <clears throat> that doesn't. Like, I'm going to take the juice, and I don't care. <laughs> you can't stop me. There's no collusion. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> yeah. 
That's I mean they 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 removed the WBC, which is the most important sanctioning body, removed Canelo from their rankings until he enrolls in VADA testing. Yeah. And Canelo's like he nah. Yeah. I never liked you guys anyways. <laughs> Who's got the IBF belt? <laughs> Do they test too? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. And now his whole career is going to be marred. Everybody's going to, yeah. he's just a dirty fighter now. Yeah. yeah and that's the thing. They keep trying to make, you know, they, they keep trying to front as if, uh, oh, well, the hair strand thing shows that he didn't do it. Actually, in the juicing circles, that's not what it shows. There's mm-hmm. no, the, the hair strand test that they yeah, did doesn't yeah. show anything except for the fact that there was still juice in the system. Mm-hmm. That doesn't prove, you know, whatever, whatever. And I really like the idea that Gennady is moving forward without him. Right. Not necessarily to not fight him because I want to see the fight as well. But why should he do that? Why should why should Gennady, who also is a good-looking fighter, right. <laughs> so why should he, why should he not why why should he sacrifice potentially his health? Yeah. Like he after shouldn't. fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't it a given that he would beat him again? I mean it Well he would beat him the first time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So is it the like, first what's, time. What's, if you're him, you're thinking to yourself, I've watched this tape twenty times. Yeah. I beat this guy yeah. pretty well. Probably like eight to four. Yeah. And yet somehow or another they cheated me. Then I come to find he was cheating then and he's cheating now. You know what? Let me go somewhere else and right. get this money. So it's been established. He actually did good numbers on HBO against Vonis. Oh, did Monta he? Rosen. They did like 1.8 million viewers or something like that. 1.3 or 1.8, something like well, that. People still want to see he's the best, right? So people That's what you want. He's yeah. the pound for pound. Yeah. In not, my opinion. Not according to ESPN. Oh, man. They got oh, your man. boy Lomachenko. So. Oh, here it is. Let's, let's speak on it. <laughs> let's speak on it. That's disgusting. So, so wow. I mean... <laughs> I don't. I didn't find. I didn't want to go vomit. But what <laughs> I did. What I what I saw was a lot of net writing. This past Saturday, man, I I don't think I've ever seen such lopsided commentary. This was the the dictator type commentary. This was the Kim Jong Un commentary. <laughs> it was. This is when Putin plays in those in those hockey games, hockey games and surprisingly he scores four goals with twelve assists. Like, wow! It's like Jesus, this guy's done. Why did he in the league? He's amazing. He's playing with twenty year olds. They can't hold him. He's better than Gretzky. <laughs> he's, he's the great one. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, and so and so uh, Lomachenko walks in. They have the nerve to say that he's the biggest draw in boxing. I was just like, wow. And mm-hmm. first and foremost, if that's the case, why is he fighting on ESPN? Mm-hmm. Come on, man, for free. Yeah. And and secondly, there's a bloke across the pond, man. He's selling out ninety hundred thousand seats, you know. And he's a, he's a heavyweight. And he's the big boy. He's a heavyweight. It's a heavyweight. Also a good-looking dude, by the <laughs> way. Come on, What's man. going on here? I need to start boxing. Damn. <laughs> Get myself together. Yeah, so uh, so Lomachenko Linares. All right, we talked about it a lot. Did you happen to see the fight, Joe? I did see the fight. I did see the fight. I'm, 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 again, I'm more of an MMA. I watched the fight just because yeah. it was there. I was like, I was, so I don't know enough about it. But I do I know. know. You I, can I, I talked to my brother. My brother loves it. Um, he's, he's a believer. No, no, no. Here's here's the thing. Now I want to quantify this because the Loma the Loma Twitterverse came for me. They did. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And oh, did they? They were hurt. Their feelings were. Their feelings were hurt. Their feelings were hurt. (laughs) I mean, I had somebody ask me if I'd ever taken a liver shot. (laughs) I said, "Man, he's overrated." You ever taken a liver shot, bro? I don't know if it was a threat or a real question. (laughs) Maybe both. (laughs) Maybe both. Yeah, and so. Here's the thing. I, I really I want to qualify this off the top. I think Vasily Lomachenko is a good fighter. Mm, I think right. he's a really good fighter. Mm. I think he is top 10 pound for pound. To throw him to the top of the pound for pound list after 12 fights, 13 fights. It, with, with, Especially with Triple G. It, 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 yeah. Terrence Crawford? Yeah. Earl Spence. Earl Spence. Come on, dude. The big fella, Anthony Joshua. And Deontay Wilder. And Deontay Wilder. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and you have, honestly... 
sore runs guy, yeah. the Thai homie, the Thai who homie, came and real. beat the undisputed found for found boxer in Chocolatito mm-hmm. for the past like maybe three years. Mm-hmm. Chocolatito, the little guy he mm-hmm. fought at one twelve, yeah. was the undisputed champ, undisputed pound for pound champion. He was like forty seven and 48 and something like that. And this guy came over and cleaned his clock in a war, and then came back four months later and knocked him out cold nice. in four rounds. And I mean, even though did you see that uh, side note sidebar? Did you see that he uh, he's going through a bad breakup right now? He said he's not ready to fight. He was going to do a rematch with that fight that we saw down at the, the Superfly. F- he was going to do a rematch with Juan Marco Estrada. Oh wow! And his his uh, his trainer came out and said his promoter came out and said, "Look, Sore's not in a good place right now. He broke up with his girlfriend, his sweetheart of his entire life. Wow! They had nothing together, and somehow or another, she popped up with another dude. I think on Instagram." And rung the tie homie is devastating, wow. and so he's he's he collected. Should wrap up his career. He's, he's which, collecting himself, which explains why you need to be handsome to be a boxer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, wow! He was probably a better looking boxer. That's right. He went with. That's right. Damn. Yeah, and so and so uh, so he's him. I mean, because he's just been inactive for a couple months. I still got him higher on the list. I would say, but there's a fascination with Lomachenko because I think he's been marketed well I think Bob Aram has done a good job with him all of the pundits including our own Ellie Secback of ES News spends a lot of time with him in the gym his training is fascinating and his story is fascinating you know his dad had him do ballet when he was young he had to do it's other awesome. stuff his footwork is incredible yeah. that's not even in question yeah. but what I saw with the fight was a lot of vulnerability and if you were able to watch the fight independent of ESPN's super biased commentary. Turn down the volume. Man, because they were trying to, they would lead you to believe that he was totally dominant the whole fight. And what I saw was a smaller man landing punches, but receiving punches from a bigger yeah. man that had an effect. Right. I saw it. Then the biggest problem that I had with Jorge Linares, who I have big respect for, I've met Jorge before, mm-hmm. he's a great champion. And I've seen this a few times in two few times in fights that I've watched with Vasily, and you can only see it a few times because he's only has twelve fights. <laughs> is the opponent seems to wait for Vasily, and that's what Salido, who is the one loss in his twelve wins or eleven wins, whatever it is, uh, that's what Salido did not do. Salido went in there and roughed him up and bullied him and pushed him around, and there was a couple holes in Vasily's game that I saw, and it had to do with that. Vasily wants to be cute. He yeah. wants to use footwork. He wants to go out there and do the toro toro and the pasa doble and this, that, and the other and make it cute and this, that, and the other. He doesn't want you to bully him. He doesn't want you to push him around. He doesn't want you to actually go to his body, which was evidenced by the fact that at really what I think in watching the fight again, what got Jorge Linares knocked out was the referee's insistence on acting as though punches that were on the belt line were low blows. But that was which then in turn caused him to be hesitant to go to the body. Yeah, that was Lomachenko's corner kept they kept complaining about it. And then Loma too. Yeah. Loma too. In the middle of the ring. In the middle of the ring. And I don't know why fighters stop while he complains. I mean that's either. not my problem. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that He's susceptible seemed, to straight shots, by the way. Yes, he is. Uh, and that seemed to cause some hesitancy for Jorge to let his hands go to the body because he didn't want to get a point deducted. And with as biased as the ESPN commentary was, there is absolutely positively no way that those punches were low. Otherwise, they would have showed them 30 times. Mm-hmm. They didn't replay any of the supposed low blows. I know they I saw one. They didn't replay the knockdown that much, did they? 
did you see that replay when he got when uh, Lomachenko got knocked down in the sixth round? They did not replay it much. They actually had nothing to say. I heard them yes. spellbound. Because they were in the middle of slobbing Lomachenko down. <laughs> oh, here he goes again. He's stepping up. He might be the Messiah. He, <laughs> he is. Loma, Lomachenko on his back now. Let's see him get up and fight with the heart of the champion. Which he did. I give him a lot of credit. He got off the mat. And to me, that is honestly the most important thing in boxing. So what he is, got what off is, the mat. So is that ESPN? Or is that somebody else? What, who has what to gain by, by, well, by loving Vasily boxing, Lomachenko? It's ESPN. Yeah. Boxing, ESPN, and Top Rank, and 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 it's Top Rank and ESPN that are all in cahoots. And I think that since he signed this, whatever deal that he signed to fight on Top mm-hmm. Rank and not on paper uh, on uh, on ESPN and not on a pay per view or on a major subscription cable network, mm-hmm. the more they can hype him up to be must watch television, mm-hmm. the more it benefits them financially. Now, what'd you see in the fight? I just saw a lot of dancing, and it was it was a good fight, but. The dancing is overrated in the sense of when you're talking about mixing it up with a guy, if he goes into a battle with a guy like Adrian Broner, which you brought up before. Okay, let me throw that out there. Now, guys, you'll never expect me to say this because I've canceled AB, but in in all (laughs) honesty, the guy that beats Vasily Lomachenko most clearly in my mind is Adrian Broner at 135, other than somebody he shouldn't even fight, but I'd love to see him fight, is Mikey Garcia. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. of hand speed and footwork and... I didn't buy into the Lomachenko bandwagon. I don't buy into it because I need to see him fight at least 20 fights before I can sign off on him being even considered one of the greatest fighters of all time, which they were ranting and raving about. Ranting and raving. How did weekend. he lose? He got knocked out, but what? what uh, How did he lose? Loss. No, in his one loss. Yeah, he has, oh, uh, he got roughed up. He didn't get knocked out. Oh, he didn't get knocked out. No, no, he didn't get knocked out. Okay. This guy, Salido, Mexican cat, fought a very grimy Mexican-style fight, uh-huh. and he pushed him around the he ring. He posed his will. He posed his will on him. He came into the ring at like 150 as like opposed Lenar's. to, right. to, to, one, to 128. He cut his weight. Yeah, he missed, and he missed. He didn't make, make weight on uh-huh. the scale, so he actually lost his, uh-huh. the belt on the scale. Mm-hmm. But uh, he weighed in at 128, and the limit was 126. But then that night, I think he weighed in at 147, 148. And when did that happen in Lomachenko's career? How early? Pretty early. Yeah. And they, everything is early. Everything is early. Yeah, right. So, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is at zygote stage. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pre. It was pre-fetal. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah. That's so. Where I, does he go from here? Well, the the rumor is. But let's go back to. to I want to hear your analysis. But yeah, I think Adrian Broner gives him a problem, and I never want, really wanted to see Adrian Broner fight again. Right. But I would like to see. Him and Lomachenko 135, to be honest. Well, I feel like Lenares was imposing his will on him. I really don't buy into the fact that Lenares fell for a, a liver shot. I, it's just unbelievable to me because this guy who has 41, what is he, 41 and 1 or something like that? 41 and 3 or something crazy? Yeah, I think he's off, now he's, I think he's off four fights now. Yeah, so that's 45 fights. He's fighting at the highest level. He's one of the champion. Best, yeah, he's a champion. He's been out there forever. How many good, not even great champions, but good champions have you seen lost his belt on a liver shot? I understand that it's real and everything else. Oscar li- De La Hoya. Yeah. Get that, guy, get that guy on Twitter and ask him to, to, to ask Terry if he's the guy. Please don't get my handle. <laughs> <laughs> he's outside waiting. <laughs> and the guy who asked me that was Vasily Lomachenko, by the way. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> nice moves. <laughs> okay, you're the best. By the way, your dance shoes are great. <laughs> but Lenard's actually, I felt like it because even when he was out there winning the fight, in my eyes, he was fighting as if he was losing the fight. He did. His, his demeanor, body language. Was? Lenard, Lenard's, Lenard's was carrying himself as if he was as losing. As if he was losing the fight. Yeah. And even his corner was sort of like they weren't saying that you were in control, but actually he mm. was. He's a bigger guy. He's a good fighter. 
and that's just boxing. Yeah. So he if he pops his jab, he keeps Lomachenko at a distance. Follows it up like he was, working his body, slowing him down. The body was cri- uh, just the body work was critical. I thought he came out. I thought Jorge came out with the right uh, with the right plan. He mm-hmm. won the first round, mm-hmm. and then he gave up a couple rounds, uh, just being timid. Right, and you could tell this. In my opinion, you could tell that Lomachenko knew that he was in for a fight because one thing that he does is he likes to wait, feel out his opponent, then he puts on the mm-hmm. show and he makes a guy quit. And he never. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that this time. In Mm -hmm. the first round, he was trying to feel him out, and he felt his power, and he turned it on immediately in the second round. Like, hey, I can't Mm -hmm. mess around with this dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I just felt like that the fans. So you think it was rigged? I'm I'm going with rigs. Rigs! (laughs) 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 Shout out to Danny Glover. (laughs) Honestly, and I hate to throw go to the rig card, not to take anything away from Lomachenko because he's probably the only guy that wasn't in on it. But I really believe that. In a in a way that it wasn't. I can't roll. I can't say. I can't go as far as to say it's a fool. I can't it ain't full blown. Riggs. I can't go. I can't go with Riggs. <laughs> Look at Tito, Tito. I can't go with Riggs. You're questioning <laughs> me. That's, that's pretty. That's pretty. I, mean, I, that's, I always that's, that's I always boxing. shy away. From, I always shy away from the rig in it these days. I, yeah, I it's boxing though, no, but it, you see it a lot. And the I just, fight was too good, in my opinion. For Where it could have went, he could have knocked him a, out at some because, point. Yeah. Because I felt like Lenares could have actually imposed his will and knocked him out. Because Loma, I agree. Because and this is where he I didn't feel let like his hands go. He didn't let his hands go. He but I've seen that a lot of times. So, I've seen that so a lot of times. He actually stood in the middle of round, the round right before he got stopped and, and, and stopped fighting and stopped fighting and, and quit took, throwing, and took and about took eight punches in a row and let him put the show on the liver shot. Yeah, and and everybody just like, oh my goodness! And then when he got up, he got up and then kind of just was like. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like, uh, and he I didn't just, really, he didn't try to hold, he didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I just don't champ. buy it. Yeah, he's yeah. a champ. And you expect something else from the champ besides rolling over, getting in, a, in into a round where he's probably going to win or can impose his will maybe and even stop Lomachenko. Because it wasn't like Lomachenko was in crazy trouble, but I felt like he was doing enough to dominate the fight. He imposed his will on him. He was a bigger guy. He was a stronger guy. Lomachenko's just fast. You could even see that his punches weren't even affecting him like his, that. His punches huh. didn't have major huh. steam. They were sharp. That's yeah. the thing about him. He's really sharp. Well, and that's I like, what I, I, I like watching Loma fight. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I him. Too. I like watching him fight. But I just don't. I just don't want to just buy into it and jump on the bandwagon because if you put him in there, because I hate even talking about it because I really don't care for Adrian Broner like that. But I feel like Adrian Broner probably would stop him. I don't it. know. You don't know which Adrian Broner is going to yeah, show which up. Which Adrian Broner is going to show up? Yeah. But if the Adrian Broner show up shows up that just showed up his last fight. Which in was, the last six rounds. Yeah, in the last six First rounds. First six rounds, he got the crap beat yeah. out of him. And what about Mikey Garcia? Because that's somebody Mikey Garcia fight. That's a different him, animal. In my opinion. That's a different animal. Mikey Garcia stops him. Because he's fast, too. It, so they got him. And he's got pop. He's yeah. fundamentally sound. Yeah. ESPN's got Mikey Garcia number seven, pound for pound. <laughs> Dude. And they got Vasily your boy, Vasily number one, because he's handsome. <laughs> Mike is a good-looking guy too. Though. That's, that's, there no you sleep. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so so, and then I looked at the numbers for the fight, and I saw it seemed like Lenars got busier and busier and busier as the fight got on, and it looked like Lomachenko slowed down his. Punches. That's because he started to get but, that body but shot. He was more. It, it looked like he was more accurate, a lot more accurate. He is more accurate. So He's they landed like the same amount of punches with a third of the punches thrown towards. Well, him. but this is what I. This is what, and that's because he had to get his guard up. Mm. The thing that people like about Loma, and I can understand it, is he's actually an offensive fighter. Yeah, he he comes forward. He's there to fight. He's not there. He dances, and that's why I can't agree with the icons on this one about all he saw was some dancing. He fought. He threw his hands. This is where Lomachenko, in my opinion, has the edge over everybody. Is that he throws his hands? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get in a fight with Vasily Lomachenko where he gets gun shy. I haven't seen that fight mm-hmm. happen yet. He goes out there. He throws his hands. He confuses 
confuse people with the footwork. One thing that I saw Jorge Linares do really well is he didn't really get dazzled with the footwork. There was times when Vasily tried to pull his cute footwork moves on him, and and Jorge just imposed his size and grabbed him by the waist and danced right with him. Right. You know, and and that's a big deal. I think let, let's hear what Loma had to say about the scorecards because if we go to the scorecards, the fight on the scorecards before the knockdown, the knockout was even. Yeah. Vasily, uh, congratulations. Um, two things. Number one, were you surprised at the scorecard? You were down on one card, one card was even, and you were up on the other. Can you comment on that? And then secondly, uh, can you talk about when you got knocked down? Was it a flash knockdown? Were you in trouble? And uh, what adjustment did you make after that? Well, judges, no, it's it's not my job. It's not, it's not my work. I, I can't. Uh, uh, I can't. I can't commentate uh, their job. Uh, and second question, uh, it was it was a fast flash. That's it. So, Vasily took the high road and said, uh, you know, I can't really comment on on what the judges do with their scorecards. Uh, and the knockdown, of course, it was a flash knockdown. I was never in trouble. Um, I think that he should stay at 130, to be honest. And I don't know if anybody beats him at 130. I think if he goes up to 135 and, and rests there and then goes up, tries to keep going up, I think it's going to go the wrong way for him. And then... I never like to apply pressure with a guy to make him feel like he has to go up because that's not right. Um, and he can be the best at what his natural weight is. So right. if his weight is 130, make the fight with Tank because Javante Davis is where he would potentially go. And I actually take Javante Davis in that fight. I would as well. Because Javante is quick. I don't think he's going to be out-athleticized by Loma. And he's got more pop than Jorge Linares yeah, does. he's got heavy hands. He's got heavy hands. And I don't footwork. see him quitting. Yeah. Uh, but I do see a lot of scandal with him and his promoter, Mayweather Promotions. So that never bodes well. Um, but overall, I thought it was a great fight. Hats off to ESPN because they put on a great card because the fight before that one was interesting as well. I just thought that uh, the, the lopsided commentary from Hall of Famer Timothy Bradley from the announcers. Wait a minute. Timothy Bradley's the Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's not. He just remember, he, he just got in. He just retired. No. I think he's in. You can't, they couldn't put Timothy Bradley in. I do believe. He beat Manny Pacquiao in his prime. You don't remember? <laughs> no, I still don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look this up. This yeah, is a, definitely you a no-no. You hate Timothy Bradley. He hates Timothy Bradley. <laughs> Stole that win from Manny Pacquiao. And has <laughs> been writing it out ever since. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, he, will, and he's although, so biased. He, 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 when he does a Manny Pacquiao fight, you can just see the... the, the oh, man. oh, my goodness. <laughs> the jealousy <laughs> just drips <laughs> off. Like, oh, my goodness, really? <laughs> but I will say he was involved in one of the, the most brutal wars I've ever seen on HBO. Uh, in boxing, that fight against him and Prodnikov down at the StubHub Center—that was rough. Wow, that was a great fight. He, he showed, showed so, so much heart. heart. Oh my goodness, that was that. That's to me. That's a fight that made Timothy Bradley Desert Storm. Got I would have liked to have seen him fight Floyd Mayweather. I would have too, because he had a lot of athleticism and, and a I lot think of that's heart. why they stayed away from him. Perhaps, perhaps. But uh, but yeah, good fight. And then there was the other fight on. Um, there was the other fight same night Saturday night that was the title fight with Saddam Ali. Uh, versus 
Mingui. I don't know how we say his name. I'm a jerk again for this one. Uh, but, yeah, but it was a junior middleweight fight. Ali won the belt against Miguel Cotto in Miguel Cotto's last fight. And Miguel Cotto's bicep rolled up on him. Uh, and it was ugly. And it was still rolled up after the fight. And he was just talking like nothing had happened. Yeah, you can see right now. <laughs> it was like I was, I'm, I'm amazed at, the, at his fortitude. But uh, this fight was Jaime uh, Munguia's combos versus Saddam Ali's chin. And it didn't work out well for Saddam Ali's chin. <laughs> the guy looked like Anthony Joshua in there. He looked like he was 200 pounds. Did you guys see this fight? I saw it. Oh, oh. man. It didn't look right. Oh, man. They set Ali up this time. And he took the fight on short notice because they said, hey, you have to take it for the title defense. And uh, this kid is, is, you know, a lot of people feel like he's up and coming and he's next. Now he's a champion at 154. There's a lot of good fights at 154. You have Charlo. You got Hurd. You got a lot of different people that he can go see. And hopefully Ali goes back down to 147. But after the fight, he sounded a little punch drunk. And I hope that that damage isn't permanent because you could hear it in his, in his post-fight rap. I've never heard anybody come back from... You know, brain damage like that, where they get their speech back or the you know the thought process. It seems like it's just something that's just there. After you get punchy, that's it. Yeah, it's like it doesn't reconnect, right? Yeah, man, you just talk about your brain getting bashed inside of your Ugh. skull over and over and over. That's yeah. why you stay with MMA, huh? Yeah, yeah. They don't get hit as much. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, couple a couple of snapped elbows. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't know a lot of about boxing anymore but but this i'm reading this right now and it says um nevada state athletic commission rejected munguia as a potential opponent to fight uh, golovkin yeah what, what was that about and they should have because the kid <laughs> actually got hit a lot by saddam ali uh-huh. saddam was just too small and he didn't have he doesn't have the pop so to it's make because it, it was like you're not good enough it was lopsided him. and oh, what, wow. what i what wow. i believe that happened was you know uh uh triple g promotions was trying to put on a fight to basically keep him sharp to fight when he was supposed to be fighting Canelo. Oh, he's only 21. This is what I'm saying. Oof. Did you watch, watch the highlight real quick? Go to You can go on Twitter. Go to HBO Boxing on Twitter and watch the highlight. It's devastating, the highlights of what he did to Sanam Ali. It's really ugly. It was. And uh, and all of the other welterweights were like, man, they got Ali. He got set up. Earl Spence said, man, they got Ali. LOL. <laughs> That's messed up. And they wouldn't stop the fight. Stop the fight. You got to protect the boxer. Come on, man. And it the guy, he got knocked down the last time. It jumped straight up. He did, he's got crazy art. His dad is sitting there with him. You know, his dad is is, is watching. You watching this? Yeah, I'm just on it right now. I'll, I'll fire it up. I'll fire it up for the fans so you guys can hear an audio if you like, even though I, I don't know why anybody would want to hear this. <laughs> And then we come in with Roy Jones <laughs> with some expert commentary. Body shot by Munguia. Saddam tries to answer from a distance with the right hand. Down goes Ali on a left hook by Munguia. That's the size difference, Jim. Five, okay? And that's real punching power. Yes, sir. Seven. Eight. Punchy. And then let me give you another one. Type of punches from a big guy. Mugia looks like a full fledged light heavyweight tonight. That's clean right on the jump. It's bad news, and this one was really ugly. Yep. Oh, that right hand oh. might have died. Yep, that's true. Third oh. knockdown. Three. They should have stopped the fight right four, there. Terrible job by the ref. Closing seconds in round two, they should have stopped the fight. Seven. He stays and he's like, What round are we going into? He's like, Four. And his, and his, his corner's like, Three. He's like, Yeah, three. Waves his arms in. 
But Golovkin would still just destroy him. Oh, man. Gennady Golovkin is so much yeah. farther down the road yeah. than people give him credit for. Because one of the reasons everybody loves Loma so much, which is something that really... Oh, oof. Which is something that really bothers me about the way that they sell Gennady short is this guy's last time. He fights. The Roy take us through it. The lead left hook Bang. right there. All he had to do was hit Saddam one more time, and you knew it was over with. Which is why I was... <laughs> that you knew it was over with. And... and uh, you know, Lomachenko, I think it was 396-1 and one is his amateur, uh, is his amateur record. Wow. I think yeah. Gennady is like 400-0. and 0, uh, yeah. Plus 40 fights yeah. in the professional yeah. level that he hasn't lost one. Wow. And they got one, they got him on his record. They got one draw because of a dirty ref. Mm. But, uh, but, yeah, the thing is, is this kid, I think he's good. And I think he just needs more fights and more rounds. Saddam hit him. You can't get hit by Gennady right. unless you're juicing right. Yeah. Right. And, and be okay. Or unless you come in at a certain size. It's like with Danny Jacobs. Right. Danny came in about 185 on fight night, mm-hmm. 180, 185. He, he was, was like, able to absorb <laughs> punches that usually you, you know guys don't absorb. Yeah. You know, and uh, you have to be AA level. And I don't think – and Danny is A level. Canelo is A level. And, I, it, you know, but that remains to be seen after post-juicing. But then this uh, – this situation, this kid is young, and he's going to be hungry, and he just needs some more fights. And there's a lot of great fights to make at 54. He doesn't need to come up to yeah. fight Triple G at 160. Or if he he can, because obviously he's big enough. But he wanted to already. But, but he wanted it's crazy. to. crazy. He wanted to. Yeah. And so it is crazy. It yeah. wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But even at 160, there's a lot of good fights to be made. He's got Charlo. He's got Danny Jacobs. He's got Canelo. He's got a lot of fights. Truth be told, it might be a good fight for Canelo to get back in the swing of things you know, uh, once mm-hmm. he comes off of his ban. That kid shouldn't fight anymore after that kind of punishment. That kid just got knocked out? No, that's not who we're talking We're talking about the guy who did the knocking out. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were like, that kid needs to wrap it up. <laughs> no, man, we're not talking about, we're not talking about the homie Saddam. Oh, yeah. I'm in here punchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took a liver shot, bro? Let's go, kid. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's... Uh, I don't know. And it's terrible, too, in social media, the fact that you can't have a difference of opinion without people going completely nuts. Because yeah. I got people riled up. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, and and I actually agree with those. I actually agree with those scorecards. I could have seen Loma up around. I didn't see it. And I could have seen the draw, yeah. the, the fight even. Mm-hmm. I definitely could have seen the scenario where Jorge is up around after that knockdown. Um, but again, he definitely was up after that knockdown, but right he, after, and then he then he took the next round off. This is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. It was. It's it, hard to throw a fight unless it's obvious. I don't know. No, it's it's not. hard to fight a guy as good as Lomachenko and say I'm going to take a few punches. Yeah, I agree. I do. You know agree what I mean? That. I don't think I don't see what Jorge Linares gets out of throwing that fight. Jorge Linares' career goes through the roof if he if he beats. I feel Lomachenko. like he's at the end of his career, though. You know. Yeah, and he would get a resurgence where he would get a ten to twenty million dollar payday once or twice if he wins that fight. Then he fights Mikey Garcia and and other guys in that one thirty five one forty round. I don't think there's any and, and worst case scenario he would get a boatload of money on a rematch if he beat him. They I say, don't. You they know. say that Aram talks Lomachenko Linares targeting catch weight with fight with Pacquiao. I would love. I, that's what I. Well, I mean, Linares Pacquiao. Huh? Linares. Oh, Lomachenko Pacquiao. Lomachenko I would Pacquiao. love to see Lomachenko. He would get knocked out. But it, you know, but he should. Still, he would get knocked out. I, Manny Pacquiao would knock really? him out. I don't. I don't think that. I don't. One. I don't think Manny could make 140 anymore. But maybe you never know. And two, I don't think Loma should go up to 140. 140 from because he would then be jumping from 126 to 140. Yeah. 
I don't think it's the right look for him. I, I think that, you know, because we even saw it with Mikey Garcia. Mikey Garcia just had that great fight mm-hmm. against that 140 champion that Mikey hit that guy a lot and hit him hard, and his punches didn't have the same smoke on him at 140 that they right. do at 135. It just the, the weight really does matter. Yeah. And the smaller you Without are, it seems like the more it matters. You know? Yeah, and it definitely with a Pacquiao right now because his marketability is down. And yeah, he's he got the, this fight coming up without yeah. Freddie Roach. Yeah. This and, is going to be and, interesting to see what ends up happening because that was also part of the speak for for the reason that people are given that Jorge didn't let his hands go because he wasn't with Salas. He wasn't with his normal trainer. Why you changed your trainer, with, who is your most effective trainer, around the time of the biggest fight of your career? Right. Uh, how many times have we seen that? We see it all the time. It even happened with that female fighter. And it happened with Kirkland. Remember when Kirkland didn't want to use Ann, uh, I want I always want to call her Ann Rice, but not Ann Rice. The, the women's trainer, she's a monster. Hmm. And she's the one who gets Kirkland's mind right. He didn't use her fighting against Canelo, and he got knocked out in the second round. This isn't the right look. <laughs> Stay with who you're with. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with who gets you to win. Oh, man, 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 man. You know what? Let's uh, let's give a call. Let's uh, next victim wants to weigh in on the fight. Let's see what he has to say. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, oh, now you coming? Okay, okay, Jim, coming in hot. We said we got a special guest here, a blast from the past, a, a great friend, a friend of the ozone, Joe Nieves from Disney, stuck in the middle, live here with you, and we want to hear what you got to say about Loma and Lenares. Make it quick. Ooh. You got one minute. Come in hot. You got one minute on Loma and Lenares because we already spoke on it. So you got one minute to come in hot. Then we're going to discuss uh, the, the the NBA conference finals. Okay. So uh, Loma and, and, and Lenares. I had Lenares at the beginning of the fight because uh, just haven't seen too much of Loma in action. I didn't believe the hype. I couldn't believe the hype of him. Um, but the kid is just so accurate. Very accurate. accurate. He, he, he hits seems like he doesn't miss any punches. He doesn't miss any opportunity to knock somebody out with his punches. He was able to get knocked down on the canvas. He was able to get back up. Real impressive. So I'm a believer of him. I'm a believer. I'm going to roll with him. I'm going, I'm going to jump on the Loma high tip, and I'm going to roll with him because I think this kid, uh, I think he has it. I think he has what we haven't seen in a long time, a champ that can get knocked on the canvas and get back up and finish, finish dudes off. Very impressive. I mean, you can't. I can't front on anything you said there. Getting off the mat is the most impressive thing you can do in a fight to me. Yeah, because that that shows yeah. the heart. Because he got up and started jugging him. Yeah. <laughs> he was he, 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 he got, was he was off balance. And here in lies the problem is that Lenares didn't do his job because after he knocked him down for the first time in his career, there was a shell shock that he could have took because he, he clammed up a little bit. I didn't feel like he was off balance. Though. I just felt like he got hit on his chin. No, no, I meant after after oh. he got knocked down. Oh, okay. He, I, didn't, I didn't mean he was off balance. No, he, he was perfectly on balance. Yeah. He just took a straight right down Broadway. Yeah. 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 It was a straight shot. And, and now, how know, did you feel about the scorecards? How do I feel about what? The scorecards. The scorecards, one scorecard had Lenaris up one round, one scorecard yeah. had Loma up one round, and one scorecard had it even, thus making it an even fight at the time of the knockout. Yeah, I think that's New York, New York, but I think they did a good job on it, though. I think because it could have, depending on, you know, just your own perception of that fight, uh, without being a fan in either one of them and going into it as a judge and looking, I can see how it can be even. Um, myself, I had I had Linares up by one, but, you know, even after the, with after the knockdown, knockdown, right? After the knockdown. Right. But, you know, either that fight could have went either way, and I think it would have ended with a draw. And mm. um, 
I don't see I don't see Loma wanting to fight this dude over again. It it'll be a waste. You know, I think it's the other way around. To be honest, I think that I think that in in another fight he might get Linares out of there in five rounds. I because what I saw was the body language I saw was a defeated body language from Jorge Linares. He did not have the body language of a champion. It was almost as if he was listening to the biased ESPN commentary uh, in the ring. Yeah, right. Like they was in the corner with him. Yeah, because he didn't make he didn't make no real adjustments. And the dude Loma was he was on the attack the entire fight. I'll say maybe one round he was you know he stepped back and was like, okay, let me see if I can take this kid's shot. But Loma was on the attack, and I couldn't understand it because it was like Linares was doing everything that the ESPN coordinators uh, uh, cast was saying. Unbelievable. He was doing everything. It was like man, Icons thinks it was rigged. He always going to get that. He, he actually rigged it. He, he actually he actually got involved in the Supreme Court board sports gambling, and he rigged it. All right, real quick, NBA talk. How do you see this Cavs and Celtics series playing out? The Celtics came out and put down some very interesting work yesterday. How do you see it playing out, and what do you expect out of Golden State and the Rockets tonight? You watching basketball right. tonight? Mm, absolutely. Uh, with the Cavs, I still think that Cavs are going to pull it off in either six or seven. Um, the one thing that concerned me was that – pretty much a week off after you've been playing every other night for the Cavs. And playing and, hot. Um, and playing really well. Playing they, they're hot. playing their best basketball. So, they were they were playing their best basketball. They were playing their best basketball all season. And then to, you know, to come to a hold and have to sit for four or five, you know, days, that may seem like two weeks if, if you played any type of sports. You know, that's why their shorts were shot, which means – I mean, their shots were short, which means that, you know, they didn't have their legs up under them. Uh, Boston was playing, you know, decent defense, a lot of grabbing that was going on. But I, I, I can't roll against, I, I can't roll with the green. I got to go with, with Cavs. I got to go with LeBron Brown. I still believe. Yeah. Um, with Witness. With going, no with, what's going on with, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Golden State in Houston. You know, Flop Fest, Flop Fest Finals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Flop Fest 2018. Coming to a TV near you tonight. <laughs> the West Coast Finals Flop Series. Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Golden State, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just think yeah. that they for real. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested got- to see Chris Paul and James Harden have another opportunity to actually prove us all wrong. To be honest, yeah. what do you think, Joe? Uh, you know what? Just having them in LA, Chris Paul here, and just having so many hopes for the Clippers, and just never pulling through with that. Never coming through. I just lost him, and he's a wonderful guy, and he he's is. amazing. He but I, I just don't see it, and I just don't see it anymore. And I also, yeah, no matter how good they're, exactly, exactly, exactly. I've seen James Harden put up crazy yeah. individual numbers, but not the kind of crazy yeah. individual numbers and, and that. I've also seen James Harden give up. I, and, have, I, and, I have seen Game Harden yeah. give up and go to the street. And line. we've seen what Golden State does in big games. Yeah. And yes, we have. Yeah. <laughs> and they're full yeah. steam. They got yeah. everybody. Yeah. They have everybody. It's a problem. It's and the other series, like we were saying before, it's, 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 it's LeBron versus Brad Stevens. <laughs> Who's gonna, it is. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. And LeBron it's going to happen. I have zero level of concern at this stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't go to college, so it's not March Madness. You get better throughout the series. You see, you see, you see ways that you can get better throughout the series. Would everybody like to see LeBron with the uh, with the crazy photographic memory, real quick? <laughs> Let's play it. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. It is. We ran him the first hey, possession. We ran him man. down all the way. To two on the shot clock, Marcus Morris missed a jump shot, followed it up, he got they got a dunk. Uh, we came back down, we ran a set for Jordan Crawford, I mean Jordan Clarkson, and he came off and missed it. 
they rebounded it. Um, and we came back on the defensive end, and we got a stop. They took it out on the sideline. Jason Tatum took the ball out, threw it to Marcus Smart in the short corner. He made a three. We come back down, missed another shot. And then um, Tatum came down and went 94 feet, did a roll step, and made a right-hand layup timeout. I mean, come on, man. Well, he was wrong. Tatum went 96 feet. <laughs> and they, and they, and Remember they, your lines. And, they, uh, and what's hilarious is, is that the press room applauded him. What would you saw there is that LeBron James in 42 yeah. seconds was more accurate and answered more questions than President Cheeto has in almost two and a half. Uh, yeah. <laughs> your boy Cheeto hides from the press. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, so – Zero concern. I'm with King James as well. Yeah. Six, maybe seven. And again, I that's a good point. I didn't even think about that point. Uh do it for the tipper, but I think you're absolutely right. There's there's a little ring rust that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh especially because the Cavs were playing momentum ball. They were really on a high roll after game seven with the Pacers. Rolled steamrolled right over the Raptors. And uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what Brad Stevens comes up with, but I noticed that we have a lot of chatter going on. From defenders, uh, Alfred Morris and guys, Alfred Morris, uh, uh, guys, guys, <laughs> guys on uh, on the the Celtics claiming to be LeBron stoppers, and I haven't seen that work well ever. No. With, with any, not yeah, with it's impossible. Kobe there's stopper, no such, there's the no such thing. Stopper. There's no such thing. Not not when you can't actually play defense. Except right. for John Starks. John Starks was a Jordan stopper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to laugh yourself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do it for the tipper. Play defense when. When nobody's hitting shots, though, man. So them dudes had wide open shots and just was not hitting it. That's you know just the ring rust, you know the hoop rust. So them dudes, I, I wouldn't count Brian and them no. them uh, calves out at all. Tell the people where to find you on Twitter. I am at Do It For The Tipper. Do it. O I T the number four T I P P E R. Hit me up. I'll holler back. All right now. See you after Flop Fest. All right. And so, along with the ring rust, there's 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 also what I'm thinking about now that the Celtics coming off a series where they had to play competitively with the Sixers and it wasn't a long series, so they're sharp and they're not tired. I mean the the Celtics, did I say yeah. Celtics? Yeah, Celtics. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got it right. So that's where we are in the world of combat sports and boxing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for a game so fine, it's played on diamonds. Major League Baseball is in full tilt, and uh, there's a new sheriff in town. And his name is the Oakland A's. I got a theory. The Oakland A's are the best teams in all of baseball. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Exactly. We keep, we keep doing your trolls on the Ozone. So listen to this. The Boston Red Sox were clearly the best team in baseball. They were like 15-3 and three or something crazy like that. They went up to Oakland and got no hit. Uh-huh. And then they, I think they lost two out of three. Then the Yankees win 15 out of 16. They go into the Bronx and wreck shop. Even though they, I think they got, they only got one out of three, but maybe one or two out of three. But it was, uh, I just don't understand how the Oakland A's end up giving so many great teams problems. <laughs> Fundamentally sound. They always come with good pitches. That's true. Uh, just like the Padres. The Padres, end, they end up losing games, tight games, but they want the games to be tight. Oakland, you know, is a lot like the American League version of the Padres. They, they want tight games. But they can't seal the deal. They just don't win them. They just can't win them. They're not there. They sell all their players. They give is all it a, the, is everybody's it a farm problem? team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about who is for real. <laughs> who is for real is Showtime. Shohei Hotani is unreal. Yeah, yeah. so fun. He's so, so fun. dirty. You saw what this kid did yesterday? Yeah, I saw it. it was, 
and got a no D, but went out there yeah. and caught. Yeah, that's shame but on they Mike won the game. But they won the game. Yeah, they but didn't win the game. You didn't have to take him out. One more batter. They bring in Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer, base not. Mm-hmm. You bring in Cam Bedrosian. If you're not going to the bullpen to bring in somebody who's equal better, or better, yeah, exactly. sure, don't bring him in. You only needed one batter out of your baby in this guy, and this guy is a gamer. Well, how many pitches was he at? I think 100, yeah. maybe 98 or something like that. I think No, I think he was at like 101 or something. This is like the most he's ever thrown or something. But they act like he's never been playing. He's never played baseball before. I guess that, well, they're figuring him out, right? They're figuring out how to use him. Why right? are they figuring him out? They've sent scouts over there to watch him forever. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. They, everybody, true. he has been known as one of the best baseball players on the planet for a little while now. Yeah, and, for like three years. Yeah, and now he comes over here and he can't play every day. He doesn't play. He can't hit the day before. He can't hit the day after he pitches. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's it. Yeah, the guy's numbers are, are crazy. His numbers, if they let him They're play. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, if they let him play, if they let him hit, I mean, 125 games, he's giving you 40 bombs. Yeah. Right. Maybe 35 yeah. bombs. And, you're, and since you won't let him play in the outfield because he's an outfielder, he has crazy, he has above average speed. He he's got a, a crazy arm. Got a crazy, he's a five-tool player. He's a five-tooler. Yeah. And who also is a surprising five-tooler, now I, I feel like, is Aaron Judge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Aaron Judge yeah. has really fixed yeah. the holes in his game. He's somebody who benefited from better. being an old rookie. And he, he, he really he plays the game the right way. When you watch his game, yeah. man, he plays the game the he right way. He sure way. does. He the goes Yan- to the, the opposite Yankees field. Now. The Yankees, besides Gary Sanchez, the Yankees. <laughs> do <now. laughs> Let's go in about Gary Sanchez. You know what? And before we're talking about it, but when when T Bone came in hot, we were talking about it, and and he was talking about how bad Gary Sanchez. Well, not how bad he's he's wonderful, but how bad a catcher he is. And compared, him, I was comparing him to Piazza, and he said worse than Piazza. And, I, and I'm like, but he hits. And then I look at his number; he's batting 205. <laughs> like, I guess he doesn't. <laughs> Gary Sanchez batting 205. Yeah, ten home runs, but 205. Yeah. 206. Classic slugger. Yeah. yeah. Their whole team is filled with sluggers, and it's going to come back to Except harm. for Judge. Yeah, like, except I'm, for I'm, Judge. I'm yes, judge and, and Didi Gregorius. Didi's obviously. Didi's their best player, Didi's in great. my opinion. Didi's yeah. great. And even in his little slump that he's in and this and the other, he's, That's still, baseball. he's still effective. I love Derek Jeter. Is Didi Gregorius better than Derek Jeter? The, I mean, only, the only thing. Right? The only thing. No. That, the, you don't think so? Offensively, he is. Offensively, he is. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> but but we have to see him in the same, same situations. If we yeah, can see it. him in, that, in there, the same there, situation that Derek Jeter was in. Now, what we saw but, was. But last, offensively, he's good. And what we saw is, is, is last October, he was game. Yeah. yeah. Clutch Grand Slam yeah. against Corey Kluber. Yeah, uh, clutch, cl- just clutch hits all throughout against the playoffs but, but, against great pitchers. And we saw Derek Jeter do it against Pedro. Yeah, I and mean, we saw Derek <laughs> Jeter get ringed up five times. Yeah, so that's the difference. And four and times, five times. Jeter's got it's five. I think Jeter's got five. I think. Yeah, yeah. right. At least four. Leads for but I would offensively, I would take Didi. Yeah, he's got five. I think, I they, think, did. I think they went three overall. Feet. As a matter of fact, because Didi's defense is, is Jeter never hit thirty home runs, right? Twenty one, twenty two, twenty five. No, that was his like job, that. though. Yeah, no, but no, I'm no, just no. saying, I think, think twenty three was maybe yeah. his match. But the intangibles that he brings, to uh, the school, absolutely, no without a doubt. Can, I mean, Joe, you're a prisoner of the moment. I love, I love, <laughs> I love. No, I'm just thinking because he's just throwing it out there. I love. I feel like don't even throw that. Don't even throw that. We talk about you know everybody. Oh, Mickey Mantle, great. But then you look, you know, later on, you're like, oh, maybe this guy's as good as Mickey Mantle. We just we just think of Mickey Mantle. He's the greatest ever. We think of Derek Jeter. He's the greatest. Ever. But if you look, I didn't get to DD see Mickey Mantle lace him up. I just I have to go just by the numbers. I watched Derek Jeter's entire career. So and Derek Jeter's entire career, the only shortstop that I need instead of Derek Jeter in the big situation is Oswald I'll Smith. Be great, say. So <laughs> offensively so or defensively. Yeah, so let me ask you this: Would you take Derek Jeter over Ozzie Smith? No, I would. Really? You don't lose with either one of them. Yeah, you don't lose with either one of them. Well, you do and lose because defensively you're going to lose sure. with Derek Jeter yeah. when it comes down to defense. You 100%. lose with everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm just talking about the series. Oh, okay, because 
what what Jeter loses in defense, in theory, he makes up for an offense. But Ozzie Smith is hitting more than three hundred, yeah. yeah. and he's walking, and, and he's uh, his OBP is, is, is got still stolen bases. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. The greatest leather you have ever seen in your life in baseball. What you lose is more. Le- Jeter has more leadership than no. Ozzie Smith. I, I think know. so. He wasn't the leader of those teams. What? That was yeah. who was the leader? He's a uh, captain. Tom Hurt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Kenny Oberfeld. You guys are nuts. Jack Clark. <laughs> No, that whole team was a bunch of studs. That whole team was a no, bunch of leaders. A, he I was mean, the leader. He was the leader of that team. He's the captain <laughs> of that vessel. <laughs> yeah, was he? Yeah. And he got cheated with no replay. He should have two rings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, you obviously are not going to lose with either one yeah. of them. No, no, yeah. both of them. But yeah, if I plugged and played and I, I, they said, you had to pick one shortstop, I'm taking That's your shortstop. That's your shortstop all I'm time. taking Ozzy. All time. Wow. All time. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I have to. I'm Dude, sorry. Joe, don't act like you didn't see I don't know. Yeah. Smith's highlights. Of course I have. Of course I, like I have. He has, the, yeah. he has the greatest play in baseball history, period. It's not, there's, it's not even anything close. I mean, literally. I'm, I'm trying to think about, yeah, I'm trying to think about the short And Jeter's a monster. Of course I don't know if there's a bigger Jeter fan than me, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I love Jeter's work. His body of work is incredible. And man. handsome. <laughs> oh, he could box. <laughs> But Ozzy Smith, what Ozzy Smith did for defense is yes, like, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ozzy Smith, low key, kind of ruined Barry Larkin's awesome Hall of Fame career. He sure did, <laughs> right? That was just because stuff. Barry Larkin was a great shortstop, yeah. yes, and never, yeah. never got the credit that he should have gotten. Right? I was happy he went in the Hall because yeah. he deserved it because people recognized how great he was. His players, his fellow players, peers recognized. Yeah, that yeah. you felt like he never got the love from the fans because. Every single game was must-watch TV with Ozzy Smith. Yeah, even if it was just for the opening intro for him coming out and doing <laughs> somersaults. I mean, All-Star games, World Series. Forget yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, no, I love. People it. need yeah. to go to YouTube and look at that ground ball up the middle when he was in San Diego and barehands it. So many, yeah, but everything. And he was just everything. His range, it's every, like, yeah, yeah. 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 This, don't even bring it up. The <laughs> range is outrageous. I don't know who's close defensively. Nobody. Yeah. Barry Larkin, maybe. Yeah, honestly, Omar you know, Vizquel. I was about Barry to say Larkin. Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel, yes. Omar mm-hmm. Vizquel. Omar Vizquel yeah. had crazy leather. Yeah, like like yeah. Ozzy Smith esque leather. Yeah, but you just can't. <laughs> if you watch the game, if you were a baseball player and you watch the game, that's who you wanted to play yeah. like. He was hands down every year tops Gold Glove yeah. Yeah. Uh, card every year. Yeah, and he played on turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah slowed him down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But his work in San Diego. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, not only that, you know, this was before the Tommy Johnson, right? He, threw he out messed his, up his arm. He messed he up his arm. his arm. And he yeah. made the adjustment. And he made the adjustment. He and started he had throwing a the ball on the run. Afro. Yeah. He did. He did. Absolutely. <laughs> Oscar Gamble. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Anywho. of beautiful Afros, I just found out that Eddie Murray lives in Valencia, where I live now. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Really? I'm looking forward to seeing Big Eddie. Yeah. Even though Eddie yeah. Murray rocked a curl. Maybe he now he. Nice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to meet Eddie Murray. Remember when we were with Ozzy? Oh, sure did. Is yeah. he a big awesome. dude? He looks like a big dude. It's a uh, medium sized guy. And, and also, you know how it is when you age. Yeah, you're yeah. not as. Yeah. he might have been your. But he's size. solid yeah. though. Yeah, he's solid dude. Yeah. Sure did get to meet Eddie uh-huh. Murray. Eddie Murray, vicious, vicious switch hitter. Two way. Two way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So back to what we were talking about the five two guys. Yeah. Um, Didi, we're talking about Otani. Well, well, no, we were talking about Didi being the best yeah. player, no, okay. and that's oh. how we got. To I said he Jeter. was the greatest baseball player. Oh. Ever, at least in <laughs> Joe, and I asked Joe if he needed a liver shot. <laughs> <laughs> so after a three minute break, we came back on air. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so the Yankees look good, but 
you know the numbers. It, this is going to be a tight. This is going to be a tight. Yeah, it's, uh, but uh, again, the Red Sox, Yankees, Astros, and Angels. Right, I, I, they're so much fun. All those teams are so yeah. much fun right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. The Angels have always had the Yankees number to mm-hmm. a certain degree. So if it comes down it to a wild card game did, between it them, it didn't go that way this first series. It when sure they did went not. Down there. Yeah. They started that streak against them pretty much, and now the Angels are hot. Yeah, you know, so it's going to be tough. I, they I got just, a stacked lineup, man. They got yeah, really nice much line. So. When Otani's in it, <laughs> yeah, but I just think that Mike Sochi is going to find a way to mess it up. Literally, you never know. You how like about Minnesota? how about old Canada? How about James Paxton carving? Yeah, they, we haven't speak, spoken about his. Yeah, uh, the, the no, no. First, first, that's pretty. That's had to be pretty awesome for him. The first Canadian ever to throw a no, no in Canada. Wow. Yeah. And throwing ninety eight hundred at the end of the game is impressive. From the left side, yeah. These are all the players of the week. Francisco Lindor is a player of the week. He seemed to uh, he seemed to be upset because I remember that series that they went and played the Yankees. He didn't play well. Mm-hmm. He made some key errors in each game that actually ended up costing them the game. But he bounced back and put up some video game numbers. He uh, man hit six hundred <laughs> four bombs, eight runs, five ribeyes, four doubles, and he won back to back player of the week honors. So, this kid who pitched yesterday with five point two uh, no hit uh, thirteen strikeouts. That kid, Peralta. Yeah. Oh man, Freddie. Was Peralta. he heralded? Did, did it, uh, were people talking about him before he started? Was no, I knew that they were bringing him up. I had read that they were bringing him up, and he was okay in the minors. He struck out more than he struck out more batters than innings pitch. So this was a surprise. It, I mean, no, it's a surprise no matter who course. does it. But yeah, but he was he's he's in living Colorado. up. Yeah, in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, the kid was unbelievable. He was hitting the spots with decent velocity. Yeah, you know, mixing up his speeds. I mean, great. He looked great. great. Do you have him on your fantasy squad? I don't have a fantasy squad this year. Whoa, Tito! Yeah, I know the leagues fell apart. Leagues fell apart, and then I was in an NL West and an NL West only. That really <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> a tough league. That's a very specific league. <laughs> How are there enough players? I'm the only team. In the, uh, I was in an NL only league. I had too many r- rules. And I had to back out. But yeah, I'm teamless. But I do uh, my draft. We got to get you in the league. Yeah, we got to start on. Wow. Well. um... Uh, also, how about Ozzy Albies? How about the Atlanta Braves in general? Yeah. Still, uh, Sean Newcomb. Sean Newcomb hasn't given up a run in what? Uh, this is almost 20 innings? I, I can't make heads or tails out of the National League right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah, right? I have no idea what's going to happen. So that's because you don't play fantasy. <laughs> or fantasy. No, no. I, I'm, I'm watching. I just I, I can't predict who's going who's gonna to be there at the end of the year. Uh, I think the Arizona's real, but I th- you think actually so? think the I Rockies think the, can pull it out. I still, pardon me for being a homer, but I still think the Dodgers are going to put it together at some point. You are a homer. People, I, <laughs> they, look, <laughs> they look terrible. They're they look talking terrible. about getting Manny Machado. If they got Manny Machado, it would change this season around. Yeah. Like, tonight. Well, Justin Turner's on his way back, and yeah. that's going to actually go because dropping three to the Reds is unacceptable. Unacceptable. Um, and how about Matt Harvey? Matt Harvey went yeah, over there, even though he did it against the Dodgers. Yeah. But he did he did his work. He came out. He threw four. He looked sharp. He had his velocity. I don't know if he had touch, but this is the best case for him yeah. as far as restarting his career. Yeah, it was crucial that he got that. You know, he needed that for confidence more so than anything. Yeah. yeah. But getting out of New York is probably going to be a saving grace. Yeah. Yeah. He's still got gas. Yeah, he does. Don't sleep. Does he, he brings? But cheese. the but the Dodgers. It's over for the Dodgers. You think so? I, I think it's I over I already. Yeah, I didn't think that they had it in the beginning anyway. They played over their heads to me last year. Uh, but the, you know, you you get lightning in a bottle if you can bring up some of those rookies to mm-hmm. make the replacement. But you have Kershaw down now. Rich Hill, of course, Every went down with the pitches, blister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worst signing. Fifty million dollars yeah. for Rich Hill and his blister. I wonder how much Rich got paid and how much his blister was getting paid. <laughs> but but the fix I, was in. The blisters. Are the- exactly. I actually I think Kirsch comes back. Turner comes back. 
Oh, Seager's not coming two, back. Seager's, Seager's not, not coming back. back. Second bet's his name, uh, Forsythe will come back. The past, the past um, two with Logan. Oh my and goodness. The past Corona will come. No, Corona's done too. Or, or. Corona? No, so, uh, uh, the Yun Yun Ro. Oh, <laughs> you went. You, you bring him out of retirement. Wow, you are homie. Wow. And then no more. And then no more. Exactly. But Yun Yun was pitching so good. Yeah, but Rui, he's injured, right? We got Rue down, you have Kershaw down, you have uh, Seager down, and Cody Turner Be- down, Turner yeah, coming Turner, back. And then Cody Bellinger yeah. is just not up to code yet. Yeah. Actually, he's, his numbers, when you look at his numbers, they They're aren't decent. as bad. Yeah. But for some reason, they don't feel as effective as his numbers say. And that's tricky because I know that how real He's giving you the Eric Carroll's right now. I don't know. He's actually holding his weight. But yeah. the, the, the team isn't cohesive at all. I like Kemp, Matt Kemp. Kemp's playing, Kemp's playing great. Kemp's playing yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that Turner's only going to help that if they do pick up a Machado or somebody in that range. Not that there's many of them out there. Yeah. But if they pick up a real replacement for Corey Seager. And I would like to know what's up with Urias. I know. Sh- They're not talking about him injury. at all. They're not talking about him at all. Well, his shoulder injury. He's not supposed to be back until the end of the. the end of the no, he had Tommy John. No, he didn't. He had a shoulder injury, which is worse than Tommy John. Oh, I thought he had Tommy no. John. No, no, he has a shoulder injury, and he's working back from his shoulder injury, and he probably won't be back. They said until probably August, for which means September. And Rich Hill's mm. blister got a shoulder injury as well. <laughs> Tito, talk to us. What's going on? What's going on in your career? Uh, you could still watch Stuck in the Middle on, awesome. on the Disney Channel. And How do you like being on a Disney star? How do you like that? It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's, I got two little kids now, and, yeah. and I'm a Ooh. Disney dad, you know? So it's fantastic. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to where this is the Are last season. Enough? This is the last season, so I'm looking forward oh. to see what happens after this. Been getting okay. some, you know, some fun auditions, and, and we'll see what happens. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Only the best for the best. I think it's great because with the Disney Channel, you know what? It's positive. You're, yeah. You're a positive dude. Um, you know, I love the fact of how active and, and, and opinionated you are on your social media. And you know what's cool about Disney? The they matters. didn't mind that. Nobody that is, said oh, that's about awesome. it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's awesome. And also, you know, you know very progressive. I, I would imagine as a parent it's even more important for, for you know what I mean, at this point for what you to stand up for what you believe makes the world a better place and you're yeah. doing it. And you're entertaining people, which is always nice, you know. What's uh, your Twitter handle? At Joe P. Nieves. Twitter and Instagram. Joe P. Nieves, also known as Tito, folks. <laughs> well, this has been a spirited edition of the Ozone. Uh, I'm going to leave you with an African proverb, and it is self-affirming. If you think you're too small to make a difference, spend a night with a mosquito. I really like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take a lot to do a lot, folks. Make yourself available and maximize your talent. I am Omar Miller. This is The Ozone. We've been blessed with the presence of Joe P. Nieves and my brother Terry, the icons with a Z. Holler at us, folks. We always got an opinion about everything. <laughs> Ozone. I'm just living the dream.